0: Top
1: of school, the fly.
0: Welcome back to the Battle of North London podcast. We have got a lot to talk about now this week, even though the games have not been the most interesting. But we're going to be discussing VAR and how it's been used so far this year. Because we are now in January. It's halfway through the season and VAR has been the most talked about thing all year. Um we're also gonna now it's January again, as I've just said. Um we're gonna be talking about the January transfer window and what we think are gonna happen with the Spurs and Arsenal ins and outs and what's the rumours that are spreading so far. I'm also gonna review what our predictions were at the beginning of the season, see how we came along now, and we'll also make some more predictions now uh now we're at the mid season point. But let's before that, let's quickly start with the FA Cup that's happened this week. Um Tottenham. Versus Middlesbrough, Championship opposition. Um, how was that?
1: <laughs> um, it marks off a, a brilliant three games when we've played the bottom team of the Premier League, um, the I think S- Southampton were near but near the bottom as well, and now a Championship team and failed to win any of them. Um, it was it was pretty pretty poor. Um, we started with a back three which didn't help us again. Eric Dyer is part of the back four. Um, they for their goal, they just basically went through um, our back four. This continuing theme over the past few years. And every every time we play a back five, our our, our defense gets progressively worse. Um, and and this this time we played with Dyer, Aldevar, the tongan seems to be declining. Um, another area where Poch was right, um, Poch saw that uh, early decline. Um, Did Poch say Tongan Dier-
0: was declining? I don't remember. Anything no, wrong. no, as in he didn't, he didn't,
1: he st- he was getting uh, from the fans for not starting him over the first few games of the season um, when he, cause he because he saw he was declining. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this this back five I think is a problem. The fact that we didn't have an, an out at number nine um and and Mourinho said this um in his in his press his ma- comments after the match which uh are very interesting as always now um he he said that uh, sony and lucas are not number 9s and we can't make them number 9s um which is sort sort of seems to be playing, playing, uh, pleading uh with daniel levy for some form of striker in the january january window um i hope Levy listens but we never know Levy's. every every january is like that we hope for transfers we never get any um also jose was t- in more in more interesting comments possibly um jose was complaining about the ball and he said compl- he said, <laughs> he said it was too light and it was like a beach ball um, <laughs> um i i don't even know what's happening on in his head at the moment um was it was yeah, also I, I raining too-
0: and that became a bit of an issue because of the rain you
1: know, <laughs> it's like having tires our manager. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that I, this is what happens when you manage Tottenham. Your your brain just gets all, all sort of fuzzy, and nothing really works. Um, and the overall very disappointing result. We've got now uh, a replay to play with another game in January. We don't, which we don't need. Um, and from a fans' perspective, they they, they just announced the uh, the ticket prices, and they put fifteen pound ticket prices instead of the usual ten pound, which is just Taking the uh, you know what, um, because that's that's more expensive than it was at the old White Hot Lane. And the old point is that when you have a bigger stadium, you can have cheaper tickets. But never mind. Um, hopefully we'll be there. I'll be there. Um, hopefully Spurs win the FA Cup this year. We never know.
0: You still haven't beaten. You haven't, even, you haven't even. got through your third round game yet. Um, the question <laughs> is like, do you, it might have been better to lose that game though with against Bar. Because you nah. just get one less game to play, it just makes it easier, better to to lose than to draw. Cause
1: no, I think that, that, that it would have been. Well, a negative a, ap- Impact on the on the. No, well, obviously we're not through, but the, the negative impact that would have been ha- happened had we lost them to the squad and out of, out of the two cups in the fir- at the first hurdle um, would have been pretty bad. Um, and I mean, it was at least we didn't lose to to Middlesbrough. And it'll be nice for Jonathan Woodgate and um, Robbie Keane, two yiddos, coming back to uh, or coming to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the first time, um, which will be a nice sort of moment. I wish it didn't have to happen, and we would beat them in the first in the first time of asking. But it'll be nice. Hopefully, a nice, uh, nice day at the stadium.
0: Yeah, maybe Tottenham will have someone that they can play out front in the, in the replay. Um, on the other maybe. hand, Arsenal got a result against Leeds United, top of top of the championship. Take that, take that. Basically a Premier League <laughs> team. They're basically a Premier League side, so beating beating them is like a good confidence. Beating the champions, that's it. <laughs> well, two weeks in a row now, we've beaten two mid-table Premier League sides, basically, I think they are. I call them as. So, well, Man United. That's, that's, that's a big logical stretch. Man United and Leeds, who in theory would be mid-table hopefully next season.
1: I don't um, know if they were in the Premier League. Um, they could they could go up. Most seriously, it'd be quite not quite nice of them. But.
0: Well, they they it it would take a lot for Leeds to throw it away. Right now, they're nine points clear. Um,
1: they threw it away last year. So I don't really know. But, though. It'd be quite cool to see them in the Premier League, not.
0: But anyway, let's not talk about Leeds and let's focus on Arsenal because we've got the result. Um, Reese Nelson's getting his second ever goal for Arsenal. as a first team player. Um... Yeah, Nicolas Pepe looked great again. The weird thing was, I thought, I thought at the start of the game we were playing a back five, and I was worried because Nelson was about to play wing back. In the end, we had a terrible right back anyway because Socrates is not a right back, as it clearly shows. Um, he's just a, he was just a, he was basically a wall. He was just, just, stu- he didn't do much. Just stood there and had to stop whatever came at him, and it was a bit of a weird right back position. But at least it meant. Alteta was sticking to a system that he wanted to go with. He wanted that four three one four three two one. Four two three one. Um so, watching so yeah.
1: watching Socrates is sort of like watching a, a bull in a China shop, everything about him. is just clumsy, gets into fights with everyone. Um, I I never I'm never convinced that he'll win a tackle. He he could no, no, pick no, no. They'll out, win I
0: tackles, he'll win tackles.
1: No, as it as, as in win a tackle or foul the, the opponent, we don't really know. if It's going to be. A, it could be. He could land it, land it perfectly. Or he could break the, the opponent's ankle. We never. I just never really know with him. Um, I don't know, better seems than like nothing. A crazy player.
0: I think he's. I think it is like a. Of <laughs> it's, well, it's close. It's 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 a close matchup between him and
1: nothing. It's it's close with him and
0: nothing. Some of the greatest Premier League players are have that quality, and that makes them the better. Roy Keane, perfect example. His whole thing was clumsy. He'll either he'll either break your leg, clumsy, clumsy, is a stretch. He'll either break your leg or win the ball, and therefore you don't really want to test him out. So,
1: so yeah, I mean, Socrates is, Socrates is definitely Roy Keane. I think that's a very fair well. That impression.
0: quality is 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 in both of them. The just clumsy. That, that quality isn't away. in
1: Eric Lamella as well. <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> Eric well, Lamela will foul anyone.
0: No, but you kind of want that in someone like a bit of a bit of a fight in them. It doesn't really. Not worried about anyone doing anything, can just it's going to get in your way and do what they can to stop you. Granit Xhaka has that, but he's not very good at it. Um, <laughs> he doesn't do tackling as much. Um, the commentators I, I, for some true. reason I, I do. For, on that game were counting every foul Granit Xhaka made, and then they were, and then t- about ten minutes to go they went, "I'm not targeting Xhaka specifically." But he's made a lot of fouls after counting each of his throughout the game, which I thought was a bit stupid commentaries and commentators forcing things, which I want to lead on to the next point, which is what I think commentators are doing a lot still, which is with VAR, they're trying to kind of rile people up a bit, in my opinion, because I hear a lot of commentators make stupid things like, oh, that that way it was so long, when it really wasn't, it was two minutes. And also, not knowing the rules. The amount of times I've heard a commentator, when an offside decision comes along saying, that's not clear and obvious. That's not the rules of football, currently. you
1: don't know how many times I've told you that, and you've argued the opposite side, now you're doing just that the no, did. as I'm I not having this. <laughs> no,
0: cl- offsides, in theory, are not clear and obvious. Then there's some comments that have been made saying that they should be made clear and obvious. Um i am so confused about what the actual ruling is. What I've did learn this week though was, in every other country that uses VAR, they don't have the lines that we have. What they, do you, mean? you know how they draw all the lines and judge it and show us. That's how offside works. Yes. Okay. In every other country apart from this, they use the naked eye to decide whether or not something's offside or not. They don't have lines drawn in.
1: I mean, how do they how do they work it out then? Who's they they use their eyes to judge. But then, what's vi it's,
0: what... it's it's someone checking the decision.
1: I I don't prefer that. I didn't. I not I don't like that. That, that seems less. I, why is less accuracy a good thing? I. If you've got, if you have the possibility to have, and this is basically the, my my complete point about VAR is if you have the possibility to have a Hawkeye system, right, from tennis, where you have this, like, pinpoint precision, where it's, like, you, you zoom in, you see very clearly, is his toe offside, I don't have a problem if his toe is offside, and, and, and they can prove that very clearly, um, but the, the problem is that now they've got poor, poor technology, where there's a margin of error, and then and they're making decisions within that margin of error, um, which which shouldn't be done. Um, but I don't think having having no lines is a good thing, or having less accuracy, having just a naked eye seeing it and then we just decide, because um, that's what the referee's job is to have, is to use to see how use the naked eye. Um, but I think that well, no, because VAR was supposedly
0: to come in to overturn errors made by the referee. Yeah. So I'm saying you're saying that's what the VAR's job is to make sure the correct decision's made and the referee's job is to make the original decision. But no, the VAR was coming in to overturn incorrect decisions the referee, the referee made. So I don't think that really works saying that
1: because no it's in, they can make an incorrect decision on on offside because offside is is very hard to see from a linesman's perspective if you if you're placed in the wrong position from the from the referees it's even harder um and linesmen can get stuff wrong we've seen like the, the, the situation I remember was when Raheem Sterling was like a foot onside um and they ruled offside like it's it's stuff is close when you're when you're looking at stuff from different angles, and when, especially when 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 there's a, there's a margin of error for cameras, um, because the, there's a frames per second. Also, I mean, everyone's seen this on, on Twitter. I hope, hope you've seen it. If you're not, I can send it to, send it to all you tend, send it to all personally. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that the the problem isn't necessarily vice the implementation of event it, it's the the accuracy that there needs to be accuracy accuracy is a good thing i'm not having people arguing that accuracy is a bad thing and there should be less accuracy and that's from that sort of counterintuitive
0: well the question is how will they improve it because there's no way they're going to be able to leave it the way it is they're not going to change it this year i don't think they'll probably leave it to the end of the year there's no way they can keep it the way it's the way it's been used so far this year um and I think there's lots of talks about ways to improve. You mentioned um, Hawkeye, the way they use that in tennis. The other thing they specifically use in tennis is challenges. So the ability to have a limited amount of challenges and being able to um, to use that, other than the um, the managers being allowed to use that or whatever. The only problem we have, I have with that is, what if? They make so many bad decisions that you run out of challenges, and then something big happens where it's very stupid. It's like it ruins the whole the whole purpose. Like, then I don't like the challenges concept so much when it's no, I don't. When it's I don't buy that at all. I, I like I like the idea. Where I just don't know if it, if I don't like the way. It works. Like in rugby, you see they don't have that, and they use video assistant technology, so. I don't know, like, which, it's like, which sport do you want to replicate? And I feel like because they've put it in full, 4 straight away, where it's every decision's going to get looked at, they can't really backtrack now and say, well, we don't want to overturn every challenge. We'll just limit you guys to three challenges per game. Um, yeah, I don't,
1: I don't like the challenger system at all. I mean, as in for football, because... Um, as in for for drama, it'll be amazing. Like in the in the minute of the derby, first minute or last minute of the derby, and someone says, "Oh, there's that, a clear and blatant mistake from the referee," but but he can't call it because he's used his three challenges. That'll be very entertaining from a neutral perspective, but that'll be insanely frustrating if that happened to me to my team. I don't that I don't think that, I, I don't think that in more incorrect decisions help us anyone, uh, helps the sport at all. Um, so I think that they should be. Correct decisions, rather than like a number of correct decisions you can have in a game. I think that that's just a silly, a silly uh, arbitrary number you can put on. a you can only have three correct decisions in a game. Like, who, why have them all correct if you can? Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't buy the challenge system at all.
0: The way I was th- I, I I was trying to think about with the way it currently is, how to improve it at all. Because there is the pro- main problem there is is there's margin still for error. Because there is that case, like even with the offside being, that's it. One ruling. It's it's whether or not it is or it isn't. There's still that margin of error. Like what we can't get the exact frame that he he passed the ball, and who knows if the camera's got it perfect and which part of the leg do you measure from. So what I was thinking was, and I don't know if it would work, but I was just thinking they could try it because they, what they've tried so far hasn't been the best. Was Choose. I, I don't know what you choose right now, but you choose a certain amount, um, a certain distance. And if, let's say, the onside slash offside is within five centimeters, then you stick with the referee's decision. If, if it's more than that, you go with the, an obvious one. I because there is still margin of error. You can't get it perfect. So I was just saying you have to give yourself some leeway
1: then. Because of there's margin of error. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's that's a long-term solution at all, right? It maybe it can be no, 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 no not p- long-term. The situation. long-term
0: solution is f- fix it so there is no possible way to get errors. Fix it so that you you know the exact moment the ball leaves the foot. You know the mm. exact point on the pitch the player is when that's done. That's the obvious solution. But with the way they've got it now, technology hasn't adapted to that. So I was thinking, use a margin of error leeway until then.
1: No, I think that whenever you have that on on that five centimeter margin, I don't know how five centimeters would work in practice. If that's too big or too small, but if you on that margin, right, there's always going to be the, there's be var on that margin, right. So does the player go over that margin, and then and then if we do that, then we go with the, with the referee's decision. There's always going to be when you, once you have a margin, right, it's going to be rigorously enforced by var. Um, and uh, the, once and 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 the, the 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 result isn't to like ignore margins and to have like let, let's just say let's have vague sort of blurry lines on offside. Is the argument is to let's have clear lines and enforce them I don't think that having a sort of leeway for, have, for having correct decisions is a good thing at all.
0: But they haven't got it perfect right now. So sure,
1: but that doesn't but mean try anything.
0: But it also it does both. It leaves it up to the referee's decision more. And it kind of, it kind of sorts out the problem of well, we don't, we can't. It's five if because if it's five point one centimeters offside, it's not like okay, that's not that's not as bad as it being zero point three millimeters offside. Like no one's moaning if it's zero. People are moaning if it's zero point three millimeters offside by going. If oh, it's... It's, we don't know. Whereas if it's over like a certain amount, and I'm not saying five centimeters. I'm just saying i was just a. Opinion if someone yeah. would decide the fair amount, um, it kind of stops people being able to use that as an excuse because it's either it's long enough that is fair enough to say he was definitely offside or he was definitely onside, it's making it sure that that was the case rather than right now because there is the error that you're guessing is partly whereas this would make it almost guaranteed that you're getting a, a decision.
1: I don't know. Maybe as a as a short term sort of thing for for this season, maybe until the end of the season, let's say. But I still think you have that problem of wherever the margin is drawn, there's going to be fights about the edge of that margin and the edge of and and, and do we do we enforce that? And is it in the spirit of the law? Because that's what the argument is, right? Is that then is do we do we enforce rigorously offside or we do or do we um, go with some sort of like. Uh, what I would call hippie, but some sort of like ideological nice thing idea about about we should just let the game play and and the rules don't really matter as much it's just just as much as you're having fun right that's what matters um, as, as long as the goals are scored and the goals are enjoyed that's what matters um i, prefer, I, I don't know if, it, if this is a popular opinion but i prefer off i prefer offsides being offside and we know what's what, what's we know, we know the rules and they're clearly enforced rather than a sort of wishy-washy um um sort of like vague nonsense about offside and spirit of the game and all that sort of stuff
0: the other thing I think they'll need to introduce is some sort of like GPS sort of thing. I don't know how they do that.
1: What so they could find Meza Erdo in a game? No, because
0: <laughs> I'm I'm struggling to figure out how they would do that. I've seen people suggest it, like put a boot put put, put a GPS in players' boots, but that wouldn't really solve a problem because. Your boot would be 10 metres behind you. Your shoulder, though, is 10 centimetres oh, no, forward. No. So that wouldn't really no, work. So I you'd wouldn't. have to GPS the entire stadium, basically, <laughs> to be able to work <laughs> no, out like <laughs> heat sensors and all this weird stuff that I was trying no, to figure no, out. No,
1: no, they have, they have um, what was it, they, seen? if you, if, if you watch the, the the Sky Sports coverage, you have Gary, uh, or Gary Lineker, not Gary Lineker, Gary Neville, every now and then sticking these big VR um or, or Carriga, sticking these big vr things on there and and they look at the the match in in 3d or is it 3d right it's not 4d it's 3d not 4d um and they and they have like the positioning of the it's it's it, i don't I don't exactly how the the, the the technology works but they have the positioning of the player and where he is in relation to other players and they have all that sort of stuff nailed down um i think that i mean if you look at it it's it's not perfect um but something based on that as in you can, you don't have to have trackers, um, or I don't know, it, you can have some sort of thing, like, they, they they wear these sort of, um, uh, things under their, ki- under their kits that, that, that look like women's underwear, um, <laughs> if you, I, mean, you know, I think you know what I mean, right, Yeah. They, they wear them in training, um, if you have, I think there's some sort of tracker in there anyway, I could be wrong, I think I, I could be completely wrong, but I think that, that, that's how they track the, um, the, like, not, how much they run in training, all that sort of, all, all those statistics, um, i think i'm right yeah um so if they have if you just add something to that or i don't know all that sort of stuff um just like yeah more technology more uh like robots the, ro- the robots should take over
0: yeah but you also you have to remember them as well like player's shoulders are some shoulders where you have to remember where the shoulders measured from who knows so maybe you have to like insert a gps into each player's shoulder um, to make sure, <laughs>
1: no. Said, the thing is in the shoulder, isn't it? As in, so you you're waking where this 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 sort of thing yeah, but on, I'm on saying, their shirt some people, their and shoulders then they wear something in their shoes as well
0: yeah but some players shoulders are bigger so I assume it doesn't fit as well so
1: like yeah, we have to just measure make, just have some sort of have some sort of like like um, like when well, the, the green screen right so they put dots in 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 uh, in strategic places on the person so that they can uh, they can green screen it it's the same sort of way so you put you put these not gps because that's not really I don't know that's what it is but some sort of tracking in, let's say in one in the right shoulder the left shoulder the right button Right boot and the left boot. Let's just say that seems fairly like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Four things for every player. I mean, it'd be it'd it'd cost loads to actually enforce.
0: Well, to be fair, now we forget about costs because they've got enough money to. However, it can't cost that much. The prem would
1: probably blame someone else, probably there.
0: It can't cost that much right now. Um, But the VAR itself is like stupid expensive, which is like you have to pay to have VAR, which is just makes no sense to me. Like, Give us
1: our money back.
0: Well, no, just, just if you want VAR, the FA have decided we want to use VAR, why are you making other people pay for it? <laughs> they're not the ones making <laughs> the decisions.
1: It's like, I don't know. The biggest the biggest problem, I think, is that whatever these sort of solutions we're discussing, right, the, like, it's not, having It's like, five it's like non-league football think. teams, though.
0: It's like they pay <laughs> to be in a league. Premier League teams are not paid to be in the league.
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> the problem I think that is, that is that because there's so many different organisations, right? Organisations. The Premier League, when something goes wrong, will, will will blame the FA and vice versa because there's no real accountability. Um, so if there was, if there's, if any of these rules, um, any of these rules. Like agreed on, I'm not sure that we have we have the answers here. But if we if there was an answer that was agreed on, that should be globally enforced, All right? Let's say FIFA. Let's say, but they enforce it globally because now you've got different rules. You've got how you've got a handball well, no, when every, it when not it goes to the Prem Handball when it's it. not in the Champions League. Not every
0: league can afford it, so it's a bit unfair to not every league will be able to infor- afford it. So it's a bit unfair to say everyone well, then, has then, then you it.
1: can subsidize it. Then you can subsidise it. But, but you can say that, that at least for Champions League, right? you shouldn't have diff- different handballs in the Champions League or different offsides in the Champions League as you have in the Premier. No, prim, it's like the FA Cup.
0: The FA Cup is a perfect well, FA Cup right now, yeah. Where it's if you're a Premier League side, there's, there's VAR. And if you're not, that makes no sense. Either you have it or you don't. You can't pick and choose whether or not a club is bigger mm-hmm. or not. Like, I believe goal of technology is in every FA Cup game. Like That was what they introduced a few years yeah, yeah. ago. yeah. So, I think so they yeah. managed to do that pretty simple. Just everyone has this online technology. Either everyone has var or no one has var. That's just it is that is. Yeah, but it crazy. also has to be the
1: same rules. It's important. It has to be the same var, not different vars. Well, it's yeah, different vars leads to a complete confusion.
0: Well, obviously, I think football rules are pretty wild. Well, you say
1: obviously, but the the UEFA, the, the Premier League, or the FA haven't decided that yet. So. Well, I believe, <laughs> it's obvious to me and you. I,
0: I believe football rules are kind of set in stone with what the football rules are. I don't think different
1: leagues do they? Yeah, there's the, there's the rules of the English game, and there's rules of I'm pretty sure about this, right? The FA write, write the rules for England and and, and f- f- games that are under the FA, the Football Association, so- Association, and then you have uh, like the Spanish football so- Football Association. I, I don't know what they're actually called, um, but they have their own. I'm I'm pretty sure about this. I I, I could check this up, but who who cares about about actually being factually correct? It sounds good.
0: Okay, well. Either way, like I assume, I assume in England though all the competitions have the same rules. I assume they don't change rules for the competitions. Uh, well,
1: no, right? We the, the FA Cup has different VAR rules and different rules about our sides and clear and obvious. Really? And yeah, I'd handballs, right? Handballs the the was the big one. Handballs was. Hambles was a big one, right? Hambles 'cause because it's the Champions League final, right? The Champions League final. No, that's not the according FA. to to rules. It wasn't the
0: FA. The FA. I'm saying the FA run all the competitions in this country. I would assume mm-hmm. the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the Premier League have the same football rules. They don't change it for for the competition. The FA. <laughs> that would just make no sense to me. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I I, I wouldn't put a bar on my mind. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure.
0: But. Okay. Well. Anyway. I yeah. I didn't. Maybe I, you. I think you're right though. In I think you are right about saying different leagues have different rules. Um, Minute changes, not like like, not like offside doesn't count in some leagues. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. um, You can you can play with your hands in Portugal.
0: There's no such thing as a red card in some.
1: (laughs) No no rules no rules no rules.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, like. The MLS have had it for a while. I don't know, like, what they do so differently with VAR specifically, because they were, like, the first people to do it, and I, don't, I haven't heard many complaints. The, we did have breaking news this week. The one thing that I've noticed, obviously, with America and from the World Cup, using VAR, and we've had Is our it, first... America's
1: a terrible country. No, no, no. With, Other than that.
0: With VAR, with VAR I think they're slightly better. Um... But the one thing that we had a breakthrough this week was, in the FA Cup, was someone decided to go and have a look at the, at the screen they had on the side of the pitch, which was quite nice to see. Someone it's decided to use time, that, yeah. I think.
1: First time, in, <laughs> and they changed a yellow card to a red card. It was the first time ever they'd gone to I know, the pitch someone, the so- learned the it's the
0: not, someone learned it's not just a prof. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: you can actually use this. I mean, they've been bringing it around me behind every single game. I, I just wondered why it was here. It was like...
0: I believe the check might take a slightly longer, but not because they went over. Because someone had to turn it on. Because no one was expecting anyone to use it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The problem is, right, is that um, people people were saying this for people saying use this for ages. Um, people saying like if you go go check, go check the screen at the side, then that will solve all the problems. I mean, it's it's nice. Well, it's in America, they use that thing. a lot,
0: and in the World Cup, they used that a lot, and the World Cup got a lot of hate for doing that because t- checks would take a bit too long. But it's not like t- it's not like these these checks have taken considerably less amount of time now. So if you're gonna have it in place, you might as well use it. Because it isn't really helping them not using it.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's all—it's all, it's all a right mess. Just stay away from copying America. America is bad.
0: It's just <laughs> worrying because who knows what can happen? It could come down to the whole—the whole joke of this is people were so worried about Var needed to come in because it could ruin people. It could, people could lose their jobs over it. Now, because Var's in place. I'm worried. Someone's going to lose their job over it. That some decision is going to get mentally weird, and VAR's not going to use properly. And who knows? The FA Cup final, it could happen. Or
1: I probably won't concern Tottenham, to be honest. But maybe okay, it's, it still okay, Relegation, relegation. Who knows?
0: <laughs> um, but that's the funny thing is, it it was supposed to kind of remove those worries, and it really hasn't done that. So who knows? We're going to have an interesting summer now where people just wait and see what they change. But we are in January, and we should probably talk about football again, and the the joys of it, and transfer news. Um, more
1: Isn't it amazing? The joys
0: the joy more comes from players coming in. But right now, Spurs have got quite a few players leaving, by the looks of things.
1: Um, leaving? I don't know. I mean, we've got... The thing is about January windows is you have to learn this as a Tottenham fan. I think most Tottenham fans know this. Is know, that we know. start off with really high expectations and everything goes... Most teams no, no, it's a, it's a rule with Tottenham. We haven't signed someone... We, we signed Lucas Moore in a January transfer window. Since then, we haven't signed anyone in um, <laughs> a January transfer window. Um, and that, that worry, was two, three years if ago. If you're worried,
0: the, the, other than Bamiang signing in January, the last memory I have before that is Kim Carlstrom on loan.
1: So, uh. <laughs> now you still sign players there in January. Oh, I mean, Daniel Levy has a rule against signing players. We need, um, but saying that we've been linked to a couple of players and a couple of players leaving as well. But um, let's start with the leaving players. Eriksson to Inter. Um, that's the one that is, I think Sky Sky Italy reported it this week. I think everyone's um, reporting it now. Everyone's reporting it, even though he he did start the game um, against uh, Middlesbrough and oh, put oh, in a couple oh, of crosses. the way to no one.
0: He starts an FA Cup.
1: That guarantees <laughs> no. I just saying as and as he isn't leaving t- today. I mean, I would mean, say that he he could leave tomorrow morning. Um, but um, but like he, he he's not. I don't know he's leaving. He'll probably leave towards the end of the window. I mean, I don't really know about that. But um, well, most from of my perspective, transfers will probably take to the end of the window just because it looks yeah, like probably.
0: no one bothered doing anything beforehand. Because sometimes you get like all these transfers getting out, lots of transfers getting out early on because clubs have been mm-hmm. preparing for the last few months this chance window yeah. it really doesn't seem like it seems like no one prepared like
1: yeah it always seems like 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 the, the window just surprises them by turning up in January every year it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's the same month every year starts at the same day like <laughs> prepare for it um, but Eriksson I think they've, they've offered 20 million I think it is um, for him which I think we should just probably take because we're not getting anything which in is the, surprising because then
0: reportedly could have got a lot more from him in the summer, we could have got into people. I talking about Real Madrid offering like 70, 80 yeah. million for him,
1: and uh, yeah. as people were sharing his headline. I thought a couple of weeks ago, where um was everything it, it was about a year ago, two years ago, where uh, Levy demands one hundred twenty million price tag on Ericsson thought, That's why he hasn't left until now because you're, you ask for insane amounts of money for him. Um What well, he's, I don't know. Like for me, from my, my perspective, right. Um, I'm happy he's not he's not going to Real Madrid. Um, not 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 to so, like to spite him, not to like um, celebrate in his in his failure. Um, but the way he he left, he decided like he decided one day, oh, I don't want to play for Tottenham anymore. Oh, I don't want to play for Real Madrid. It's like cheers, mate, but <laughs> you're still playing for Tottenham. Commit. Still what you like. Put effort in training. Put effort in games. You always like for ages. He seemed like he didn't want to be here. He hasn't left yet. So has, has But like he didn't. He ages seemed like he's not really cared for a while. Um, and and like I'm happy that he hasn't got his dream move I'm happy that he's gone arguably to a worse club in Inter Milan than, than us um, even though would they we, are top of this area at the would moment would this be one but. of
0: the would this be one of the last remaining players um, that, Spurs have, that Spurs signed after Bale?
1: Um it would be the Nerva no, no, Tong was here before I think he is the last no Lamella Lamella Lamella's still there the most expensive one is
0: still there (laughs) <laughs> Most expensive
1: one is still there. Eric lamella is a lovely, a lovely man. Uh, I mean, while well one Eric lamella he the, over over Christmas, he he did this amazing. He was he, just, he loves Tottenham, right? There's all this stuff he has. So he has a Tottenham, um, a Tottenham mat outside his house for people to people to wipe, wipe, wipe their feet on, which actually isn't that nice. But um he, he for Christmas, right? Sa- Santa, he brought Santa to his kids. Santa's red, obviously everyone knows that. But not 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 for Eric lamella Santa wears wears navy and lily white. <laughs> he brought the the Tottenham Santa to see his kid, which I. Love. I love. Um <laughs> but on Ericsson, um yeah, it looks like Ericsson will will be leaving. I hope we he leaves now so we get some money off him. It just seems it's it's like he's the example of Spurs uh transfer policy just being all a mess, complete mess, not really knowing what, what they're doing and when they're doing and why they're doing it. Um it's just like do we do we wanna sell him? No, we not yet. We wanna sell him yet. But it was just like it was all all this indecision. Um the main, the main, he didn't leave um, at the start of the season. Didn't leave a year a year ago when he wanted to leave, um, which means that we, either he'll we'll get twenty million for him now or nothing in the summer. Um, but I mean, or, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I, I think I'm happy about that. I don't really know. It's it's sad. He's like he obviously was a brilliant player and is at his best for Tottenham. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be crying, shedding tears with when he leaves.
0: Well, the other player we have got to, the other player is um, Vertonghen, who looks like he's he's also on his way out. Um you have just i just wanna repeat you to, to you you did call him looking like he's passed it, so I don't wanna hear <laughs> any going back now if he signs a new contract um <laughs>
1: <laughs> um no, I, I do I, I think I probably will maintain that. He he is, does look like he is declining and he's lost a few yards. He put a very poor performance against against Middlesbrough. Um if I mean the 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 rumours you never know what to believe and they're all, they're all realistically they're all made up and they're never gonna happen. Um but Kulibali apparently was linked with Tottenham apparently we're, we're <laughs> talking with their don't laugh. Apparently we're we're talking with his agent. Um which if and and Napoli are interested in the I mean I'm just saying Daniel Levy you you, yeah, know, you know you know you know he's supposed to the, do
0: there. the the, the Koulibaly rumors Koulibaly for me he's been re- re- reported to leave every single transfer window probably no but apparently though he's asked to
1: leave though has not he yeah but
0: it, f- it seems to me like every transfer window he gets linked away and he's never looked like he's moving any point soon like Napoli just put in a center back to play with him they 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 bought him Manolas this, this they this still summer. have Vlad
1: of uh, Vlad, Vlad- Kierke, don't they
0: <laughs> and David Ospina so, so their defence is sorted why do you need Koulibaly?
1: No, a Koulibaly he's 28 now he's in a, he's, yeah, but... he's going to be seeing that like it's time to move probably I think possibly well, I don't know and end... there's
0: been talks of him leaving all the time so I don't know I've never to be fair I've never really watched him I don't even know he's any good I'm just basing him off people say he's worth a lot and People say And, and he's FIFA ratings.
1: I, I, I try to say on FIFA. He's like, he's like 120 million on FIFA. Like, to be fair, never, that is realistic to nowadays. <laughs> um. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just. Uh, we're surprisingly not being linked to any right backs yet, which is very concerning. Well, no. Um, I suppose they've been
0: linked to multiple right backs. Have we? Yes.
1: Okay. Max Aarons from Norwich. Sure, but there hasn't been any serious. Okay, Nordi Mukley.
0: Yeah,
1: I have not heard of Nudi, Nordi Mukley. Um, Max Aarons Max Aarons is
0: apparently forty-five million. He plays somewhere in France. No, Nordin plays somewhere in
1: France, and I have seen him being linked to Spurs. So okay, so I'm wrong about that. But Max Aarons as well is the one I have heard of. Max Aarons again. I'm going off FIFA ratings. I signed him for two million on FIFA. Um, Now they say the the Sun and I think the Daily Mail saying they want forty-five million for him. He's seventy-two rated. Are you insane?
0: No nah, but he's he's quite young he's quite young and obviously yeah, he's not, obviously 13, he's not worth 45 million in our heads but I don't know in with inflation prices that's like they're going off off, uh, off
1: Wan- Are
0: we going off inflation prices that's like a realistic 15 million which I think is quite reasonable um <laughs> for quite a young right back but um, yeah, I don't know. Like Arsenal also, also apparently linked with him, which it's just like I think nowadays they just every t- every Spurs player, every player that gets linked to Spurs and every player that gets linked to Arsenal, they just get linked to each other always. It's just you have Very to link true. to both to, to you have to link both to each other. Which yeah, sometimes some, and usually, I mean, at, usually at, they at the start at the start team. of
1: the year. I would have had some sort of comment about how um, it's weird because we're we're obviously a much bigger club at the moment, um, but I'm not I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I think also slightly more attractive now that Arteta's come in.
1: Oh no, no,
0: no! no. That Arteta's come in more than they were before Arteta. I think oh, that's sure. fair not, enough. Not more
1: than Tottenham, though, is it? In...
0: Well, that's a different argument.
1: But yeah, I the, thought that's what I thought you were saying. Okay,
0: I'm saying also more attractive now that Arteta's come in yeah, than enough. they were with our uh, Emery, uh, because mm-hmm. w- w- two wins in a row, mate. Two wins in a row. We're going <laughs> to win the league. Next year's our year. Um, 2020, new year, new me. <laughs> Um but the th- <laughs> the weird thing with Arsenal is there were there were so many players a month ago being linked with January could be a big month we could they all could they could all be leaving now Arteta's come in it looks like he's stamped his foot down and he wants to keep some of these players around Granit Xhaka being the big one because Hertha Berlin apparently signed him and well, yeah there was we just waiting for January to start before he left and now He's playing every game, so I'm not sure about that one.
1: The other player, he's played two games. Well,
0: he's—I'm saying—he's played every game under. I, I believe every game under him, or under Arteta. Um, he might have missed. Well, it's still out. two games, isn't it? He might have missed out. No, Arteta's managed three or four, four, four. Sorry. Okay. Um, the Bournemouth, Chelsea, United, um, and the Leeds game, obviously. But he also was kind of there for the Everton game, which I think it was the only one Xhaka missed out on. If I'm correct, I might be wrong, but. Mm. I think that was the only one that he missed out on, the Everton one. Where I
1: think that, that, that was the one where he missed out because of illness. Um, and people were saying that that, that means he's going to... Yeah, um, but then he suddenly him.
0: played the next three or four straight. So that's weird one with Jacker. The other player, Mesut Ozil, it looked like he was going to be loaned to like Fenerbahce or some Turkish team. But he's also played every game. So there's lots of these players that are mm-hmm. being linked to being leaving.
1: And is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is anyone going to leave at all? Is that
0: I don't think so. As far as I mean, there might be like a couple of youngsters, like Andy Nikic, might go on loan now. Yeah, he's been he's in with
1: Bristol, I think it was.
0: Yeah, and I feel like they're waiting for summer because the reports were nothing was going to happen basically. But now Callum Chambers is quite injured, so it looks like we're going for him for a centre back. Um, talking about past their prime, um, Jerome Boateng is the kind of biggest one that's being linked. <laughs> That's kind no, of the most little likely little to, little likely to happens, happen yeah, yeah but as like i said i think they are always they get linked to each other all the time but not to twice. be fair i think for ten million he's quite a, quite a good bargain in mm-hmm. um he might be past it but it's not like
1: it's not like he's going to be that bad is it um i mean so- Socrates 2.0 maybe you know
0: i don't know like it, it, I feel like it could be decent. I I've watched people. Oh, the only games I've really watched of him, I remember, are Germany games from like the World Cup and stuff, and he was quite good. Like, so and remember, he beat us a couple of times, five one. So, mm-hmm. um, so he he knows Arsenal quite well. Um, the other player that we were linked to a bit was Ziyech from Ajax. Really? Because apparently, I haven't he, seen that. Apparently, he's requested to leave and. I'm going to let him go for 43 million. The only thing I'm worrying about is they they won't be able to afford him this transfer window, and someone else will snap him up. Um, He looks like he'll basically be. They,
1: they signed it. He signed a new contract at the start of the season in 2022, can, I thought it was. It's been
0: reported by lots of people that Ajax you know. It's are just, letting him it. I still reported to
1: Tottenham as well because why not? Because um, <laughs> that's how it always works. Um, but um, a ZH, though, he had he had £25 million release clause in the summer.
0: Well, he's got a £43 million. He's being allowed no to leave for £43 million.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how, that, how true that is, but if that isn't a release clause, right? In, in no, the summer, no, there was Ajax a release clause. We
0: want £43 million. You Give us £43 million, you can have him.
1: I don't know where I said that, but okay. I've um, seen many, the, multiple reports on that. The point is, as in, the, when he was available in the summer for £25 million, it's a miracle that no one... I mean, a miracle, depends on your It's insane that no one snapped up for £25 well, That was like,
0: that that the Adovara, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. It's, I, yeah I, mean, club, I start, to, just I start like to
0: question some of these um, these reports of these um, release clauses and stuff like that when this sort of stuff happens. Because it really doesn't make sense why clubs don't go and just pick these players up for so cheap.
1: Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there were there were clubs that um, tried to get out of it, but no one really wanted to get him for some reason. I don't really know. That's what I mean. Like, clubs are weird.
0: It doesn't make much I mean, sense. You
1: that. you sort of feel like maybe clubs are thinking that if 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 they can get him for that easy, are they that good? I, I mean, I just it doesn't make sense to me. But they, they, I mean, the, the, these, uh, these 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 uh, the clauses in the contract have been like confirmed by very like legit sources. Um, hopefully someone will come on the podcast soon. um, <laughs> um but yeah I, I don't think it's just weird how that when that happens and the edge now linked away after signing a new contract that that's just I find that weird
0: okay well let's move on now from transfers and talk about the predictions that we made at the beginning of the season and kind of what we think of them right now because at the start of the season we predicted or I predicted sorry Newcastle were going to be brilliant um I think we did <laughs> No just I didn't no, no, no. I, pre- I said, I said, the- I predicted Newcastle yeah. were going to
1: be brilliant. Don't blame me for this nonsense.
0: Um, I think they've done it. Okay. <laughs> they started off not bad, not well, but they've 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 been they've been doing well in recent weeks. Um, I always had it in my mind they were going to kick off in January time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but people predicting Newcastle, if you remember, at the beginning of the season to be guaranteed relegation. Um,
1: I said that. I said they were going to go down.
0: But I don't think that's a, that's the case so much. Um, that was our surprise team, and you surprisingly didn't really give a proper answer. Um, you talked about how you talked about teams you didn't think were going to be a surprise team, eh, with West Ham. Um, you said I was right. I was right. They're useless. Uh, you said Leicester and Wolves, like that's really they were going to be surprises, but didn't really call
1: Leicester doing that well. Um, no, I, I said that I said that Le- Le- Leicester could be seventh, um, but most likely Wolves. So. <laughs> But it's fun how, how much things can change in a period of a couple of months. That's, that's
0: another funny. another prediction we made, which we both got horribly wrong, was the best signings of the season. Um, <laughs> now mine was
1: less wrong than yours.
0: Well, that's not my fault. Southampton don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> I, I said Southampton should put, stick Shea Adams up front, and Danny Ings should go on the wing. But Danny Ings has done a good job up front. But um, Just a bit. But second
1: up score score or is it
0: joint, third? Well joint second, so he's doing a decent job, but but Do well, do Danny well. wing Danny is, I think he'll score triple that if you put him on the wing of six Shadows up front. So <laughs> So I don't know what Ralpherson and Hussle's doing. Um
1: I mean but my one, my one was actually solid, isn't it? Dan James.
0: in theory yours has played more games than mine. Um but not by much. I think there's it like well. I think there might be like five in it. Because <laughs> Daniel James has really not played for Man United for a while.
1: Twenty appearances he made. I'm just I'm just checking this now. He made twenty appearances, scored three goals, and got six assists. It's not groundbreaking, but it's it's decent considering he went came from the championship. It was a cheap signing. Um, I thought I I was I'm not like he wasn't the signing of the season. And that's no. fair to say. But he was a very good signing. I think I still think and he's got potential as well. So I don't know. Man United have not done the best, so
0: I don't know how much of a great signing he can be. Um, yeah, he's been one of the, one of the better players. As for relegated teams. I called Brighton, Norwich, and Sheffield United to go relegated. We both called Sheffield United, but we both called Sheffield United to get relegated.
1: Poor Sheffield, poor Sheffield. Everyone doubted them.
0: They really, they've been amazing. And if anyone's been the surprise team, they've
1: been the surprise surprise team. Um, um, Hundred percent. They're like sick for them now they they're, 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 they're challenging Tottenham. Mate. They are I'm concerned that we might finish behind them. They are doing.
0: They've, they've been brilliant defensively. They've been. I think they've got most clean sheets in the league. So, mm-hmm. they've done a great job um Norwich, as i've called we both called Norwich as well. No, we didn't. We both called Brighton mm-hmm. as well Brighton eh, I, haven't got a single, I
1: haven't got a single one right i think in the in the current bottom three no I think that Brighton are near the bottom three i think i've, I've checked right now, but I've checked I've all my they're
0: five points adrift, so but it's really there's like ten teams who are within five points, so Brighton are
1: four, so like they they're close enough. Well, as in, as in that's I called what Norwich. That's what, what predictions are. If, if you're close enough, that counts. I'm
0: pleased with I called Norwich. That's all. I, I managed to call Norwich to go down, and they're currently at bottom, right? Yeah, bottom. So there we go. Always, always, always knew what, well, not what,
1: <laughs> Norwich weren't going to do it. But moving to our, I, I said, I, wait, wait. I said Sheffield United haven't spent well, which is quite a good one. They didn't spend that well. They've bought some crap players, but they've done the squad that was good in the championship was has completed the which is like. Well,
0: moving everything. on though to our predictions now for mid-season, and we're not going to discuss so much the ones we've made because let's see how they end up. Um, we are going to change our bottom three. If you can think of yours, I've changed mine quite significantly. I'm calling Norwich still to get relegated because they're bottom. Ooh, three. Controversial, controversial. And so I think I'm going to be right on that. I'm going to go Bournemouth. I think mm. I don't think they're going to do it. They. I think they're going to struggle this year for the rest of the season, and it's going to be a surprise. As in, mm,
1: I, 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 I didn't put Bournemouth in my bottom. I bottom three. I was considering it because they're right on the edge now. I said not They're in the bottom three right, as we speak. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like they've got. They've got. I don't know. If it, this this could like um, sound stupid in the, the season. But I think they've got enough to stay in the Premier League. They've been in the Premier League for like three years now, something like that. They just haven't um, been
0: playing very well, in my opinion.
1: Mm, but I feel like they're. they're I feel have more facing them than say I don't know Watford right now are in a good run of form so I don't I
0: I feel like I'm basing these off form more than how, they, how it looks overall because the third team I've gone with and I was going to go with Brighton to stick with what I predicted earlier but I've gone with Aston Villa
1: um, I've gone with Aston Villa as well so just,
0: um, but even though they're all it's kind of really close with who the who with who could get relegated really still. It's still very much in the air. If you go on a good run of form, you could easily jump up to fifth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> so it's all really close still at the bottom. But I think Villa won't cut it. I think they don't have it I don't think they've got enough over go them and there's teams like Burnley and Brighton who have just got a bit of that Premier League survival experience that Aston Villa squad don't have. Um, which so, is why. So you said the
1: Norwich and the, uh, Norwich and the Villa to go down, and Bournemouth. Who's the third? And Bournemouth, um, so my my predictions um, are quite similar, sadly. So with not, not much entertainment to hockey, about. Um, <laughs> my own I put Norwich bottom. Um, I put Villa nineteenth, um, just because I think that this. I said I I did I did sort of think into the back of my head at the start of the season they weren't going to have an amazing season because they were sort of a Fulham um, yeah. type so, type season they 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 signed a bunch of players. They've that, not been as bad. They yeah, they haven't, that's fair enough. They've not been as bad, uh, but now they've lost Wesley to an injury at, at Burnley, um, which means their striker is. Uh, Jonathan Codger, I think. I don't. I'm not really. <laughs> I didn't agree with But I think Villa will go down. I put, um, I put Watford as my as my last team though because I as although they're in a run of form now, I don't know if they. I'm not sure that they'll, they'll, they'll keep it up at, until the end of the season. I, again, this could backfire. Not not, not massively though, as in if they stay up then than fair play. Um, but like I don't. Th- I think that they're on a run of form now. But I, didn't know, they'll, I don't think that, that this moment. I don't know. I think Pearson's
0: got it. I think Pearson's got it in him. I was speaking to a Watford sure. fan about this, and they've said... I was thinking about January and how it could affect them, and they've said Mitrovic is gonna, has been heavily linked, which I think eh, mm. it would be a decent signing for them because it would they'd true. get goals. They'd get some
1: goals that they need. Um, they they do have strikers, though. They have Tordini, they've got Andre Gray. Yeah, right but that, Andre but Gray they, is he's not just... a
0: big... It's not been... He's not Watford's biggest fan he's not Watford's fan's
1: biggest fan. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, um he, he's um he's good at, again, he's good on FIFA. That that's the ultimate uh, this decision of how you decide how good a player is. is it, I don't know. Mitrovic would be decent
0: FIFA? for them, he'd get them goals and yeah. I think that's
1: something they've struggled with. Um Mitro's on fire.
0: So yeah, I don't know. I think Pearson's got it in him. But again, like I've said, it's so close. Who knows what could happen? Also,
1: should say about about West Ham, um, who yeah. many many people were considering for for top fo- top four, not top four, top six at the start of the season, are currently two points above above the, the rele- relegation zone, and it just would be funny to see them in the championship. It would, but like um, I said, I think David Moyes has got London that one City. as well.
0: I think that the manager changes that have happened. I think those. Yeah, I don't, two I don't think David Moyes is
1: an awe inspiring manager. I think keep he'll keep them up. up. I, don't, I think
0: he'll keep them up easily. I think
1: so. I, I, if if anything, David Moyes makes them less likely to stay up, um, because he's a manager who's like completely devoid of anything exciting Big and Sam, any passion. Big Sam, Big Sam's what they needed. <laughs> Big Sam. Um, if they were looking back at old managers, they should have got Big yeah. Sam. Now David Moyes is, is. I can see them going down. It would be hilarious to see them in the in the in the London Stadium, um, in the Championship. With the, the, when when they I remember, remind you that when they when they first. Um, and got the London Stadium. Karen Brady was saying that this gave them the edge over Tottenham, which was quite funny at the time. And now we're playing our stadium in the Champions League and all that. So.
0: Okay. It's well, funny. now moving to the top of the top of the league. Let's say um, I don't. We didn't. We didn't really make these predictions at the beginning. I think everyone in the league had Liverpool, Man City, top two, and then um, the other two was kind of iffy. Um, so mm. for the top, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I just,
1: I don't know if you're ready mm. for this.
0: Prediction, but I'm going to go Liverpool to win the league.
1: Ah, oh, no, that's that's not allowed. I think um, we have to pray this doesn't happen. Pray. I don't
0: know. I think I just think they they, they might do it. I don't they, know. They've
1: got a very slight lead. At the got, top of they got they a got good got, run of form.
0: If they get that good run of form,
1: mm-hmm. who knows
0: what can happen. <laughs>
1: For... I mean, we're we're praying for World War Three, to that uh, so that Liverpool don't win the league. Uh, that, that's the only hope at the moment. Right. Liverpool are just so far away from yeah. every other team. Um, City have, have have destroyed the country and have let down the country in their poor efforts to stop Liverpool in the league and stop this national catastrophe that it would that it will be eventually because obviously they're going to win the league barring a massive um, a massive massive bottling. Which just think about that if it happens, if it happens, they're like twelve thirteen points clear at the moment. Is it, I, I think it's twelve thirteen. It would be the funniest um, thing ever. It will be amazing. But it's not going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. Um, but it could. It could. There's still there's still a possibility. And where there is hope, <laughs> it's, still, it's all possible. It's all possible. Believe. Believe.
0: Well, for the rest of my predictions, I have gone with the same teams, just different order as they are now. I think the top four Boy. won't change that much. I think Man City will just get above Leicester. That's the only predictions I'm thinking are going to happen. I think Leicester will slip up a bit more than Man City will between now and the end. Um, so I've gone Man City second, Leicester third, Chelsea fourth. Um, I think Chelsea will just have too much to get for them. They've got too much of a. There's a bit of too much of a gap in my opinion now for anyone really to mount a challenge. Um, obviously one. Obviously a team could go on a great run of form and do that. I just think Chelsea will will finish top four. And um, I, I think I think I know what you're about to say. But but, <laughs> um,
1: here we go again. You, you, you must be a mind reader. Um, but for the top three, um, I surprisingly didn't put Tottenham. <laughs> um, but for I put Liverpool City Leicester, which I guess I guess we agreed on. Um, which if happens in the season, if then then we've both called it, which is very exciting. Um, but for fourth position, um, drum roll please. I went for. Um, I went for the mighty Tottenham Hotspur. Um. <laughs> I don't think
0: you genuinely believe that. I don't think you genuinely believe that. I think you're. I think that's there, there more was hope. a level of obligation. That I, I felt think that's that. more of a hope than a than an actual prediction of what's going to happen. You're just hoping.
1: <laughs> no, I think the the um, Chelsea are not super consistent with them. Let's just remember that Chelsea are losing games here and there. We've got them in February. Um, Tottenham, on the other hand, they, if they this, I think six points now, right? But it's six points, right? Obviously, we're not great either. But it's six points, right? And if they if they lose one game, we win one game. Um, that's three points, right? And then realistically, we can over, we can overtake them when, when, we, when we play them. all. like, this I don't sh- think Chelsea are invincible really. as a team. United are still. They're United are a point ahead of us, even though. Um, but if we have, I think Arsenal have got a chance. Uh, I think
0: Arsenal have got a chance of making top four. I don't think to I don't think Arsenal will I get I wouldn't a predict it to happen. I wouldn't so predict Arsenal, that. Happened. I think we've Arsenal got a chance. Arsenal are
1: intense. You're, 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 way, you're way, 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 above of
0: it. With with three points behind you, and we are therefore how many? Positions? You're six places up the
1: top four. Six, okay. of, six six, six. You're six, six places up the top four. That, like that's I what say, counts. It's very that's
0: close. It's a win between Arsenal and Spurs. There's one game in it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But I think, you lose again, this week, had we game. win. I, I think that you lose
0: this week, we win. We go above you. Sure. You're playing Liverpool. You're most likely going to lose. We pro- don't know who wins, <laughs> but we're probably most likely going to win now. So it could. Your predictions of Spurs to be comfortable? I don't know. We're playing Crystal Palace.
1: I didn't, I, I didn't say comfortable. Food. I no one said comfortable.
0: No, fine. Your prediction that your prediction, your genuine prediction, Tottenham are going to finish above us. Uh, yeah. Tottenham are going to finish in the top four. I think is just just rubbish. Um, Let's move on though to the player no, of the I, year. No, at least,
1: at, at least you didn't put, you didn't put it to Arsenal.
0: No, I didn't want to be delusional like that, like you are.
1: Um, I'm not delusional. I've made an argument. They had the argument last week. I think the Spurs are more likely to build a run, run of form um, when it when it matters um, and and, and nail down top four. I don't know if it, I don't know. Maybe it's delusion. Maybe it's uh, club loyalty. You said if if you really You also just said
0: if they if they have a good January. Do you? Believe they're going to have a good January?
1: Yeah. No, if they have a good January, then, then it makes it more likely. Um, I still think they can do it without a good January, but I think it's... Do you it's, think they're going to think, suppose,
0: they're gonna have a good January? Clearly. Um. Possibly. You'd be delusional to think the Spurs are <laughs> going to have a good January.
1: I don't know. You never know. Maybe we'll get a, a Lucas Moura popping out the sky as a gift from the gods. Um, you never know.
0: Anyway, moving on to Player of the Year or Player of the Season, um, I'd I'd love to give it to Martinelli, um, but I just I don't think he's been. <laughs>
1: Wait, no, no, but a young player or a player? Player,
0: not not young player. Okay, so everything actually being not proper only levels of level delusion young player.
1: Um, <laughs> um, but I think who would you put for Player of the Year, Player of the Season?
0: To me, it's a t- it's a toss up of what happens. Um, I believe Mane will win it. But if Vardy manages to score 15 more goals this season and break the record, he'll have it. But they'll have to give it to Vardy. I just think mm. I don't I don't see him doing that and therefore I'm giving it to Mane. Um they won't give it to Van Dijk two years in a row, so it'll have to be a Liverpool player and therefore Mane's been the best Liverpool
1: player this year. So
0: yeah, to me it's Mane.
1: I said that at the moment um, it should be Vardy. If the season were to end today, um, and Spurs were sixth, which would be very sad if the season ended today. If the season were to end today, um, Jamie Vardy with his 17 goals, uh, five clear of a Bamiyang, who's the next uh, next, uh, who's second in the goal scoring list. Um, I think that they should give it to Vardy. They probably won't, because nothing is, is fair in life. Everything is broken. The system hates everyone. Everything good is dead. Um,
0: <laughs> This is just this is just Liverpool's salt. I don't want to give it to a Liverpool player. I can't. No, no, no. Oh, I... Liverpool get the league. They can't get the league and play over the year. Now, wait to fair. see my,
1: my, my young player. I've given young player to a Liverpool player. So oh. I'm not entirely biased. Well, I just hate to
0: Liverpool. To be fair, deserves a shout-out for player of the year for being the best left-back and getting 12 goals. So, if he consistently keeps that oh. left-back up for the end of the season, then he'll deserve a shout out. Um But no, I think i will be Mane. I think... I think... Whether or not, like you've just said, you hope it's Vardy, but do you genuinely believe that we've already over Um I think there's
1: there's there's some. I think I think there's enough delusion to say that Vardy should do it. Um, the one thing but, they don't like to do is yeah. give Player of the Year and
0: Young Player of the Year um, to the same, same team, same
1: club or same. Nah, I mean if they, when when they're like Gareth Bale levels of good or. Uh, who else, who else, Not Ronaldo same player, same both. team.
0: I don't, I don't think I like to give them both to the same team, just because um, that's the case. Which nah, is I, I why, which is why I've given Young Player of the Year to a Leicester player because I think they deserve it. And by the fact that you have said Liverpool player, I think you're going to be thinking, what you're going to forget? You've clearly forgotten this player because Jay Madison is 23, and therefore counts as someone that can be Young Player of the Year. And whether or not you go, well, he's not young. He fits the criteria, so therefore mm-hmm. he can be voted, which is why, for me, James Madison has won it now. Doesn't matter what happens between now and the end of the year.
1: Um, I don't. I don't think that's correct because, as much as I hate Liverpool with a passion um, and everything about them as a football club and their fans and and their manager and all their players and. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm getting off track here. Um, but. Um, they're currently on on the assist, assist the assist charts, um, Trent uh Alexander Arnold oh, with his horrible scouse accent, um, who is I believe twenty years old or twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but that he's wouldn't on, matter uh, he's 21. The of where they are. It wouldn't matter, but he's yeah, he's he does qualify. Um and he is on eight assists, next only second seconded only by second yeah. Seconded by uh, Kevin De Bruyne, he's he's below Kevin yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. So I do not like it, but I feel like he will. But he was it. given it um, last year, though. though I, was he? Yeah. I mean, who, I mean, who the, are they going to stop him? Uh, Walker won it a couple of years in a row. No, uh, Ali won it two years in a row. Um. Uh. He didn't. Then we had like. I, was, I mean, Spurs have had a record a couple of like a couple of a few a few years ago. we used to win like Player of the Year or Young Player of the Year almost every year, which was quite exciting. Um. But it's not. Not. I mean, it's not going to happen this year, sadly. Um, oh, I would like I mean, to tell I... myself
0: Trent was not given it last year. It went to Raheem Sterling.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that—that's like BS. Because is he—is he—he's too old, is he? Am I right? Well, he's, he's twenty-five
0: this, this now, which I'm confused about.
1: He's ancient. Because if he's twenty-five no, this he was... year, how can he be twenty-four he, last he, he... year?
0: How can we? he be twenty-three, no, so he last was 20, 23 when,
1: he, when they when they when they when they were counting, or like from a, a specific. I assume uh, it's at the date. start
0: of the season that you, they count. Because
1: so maybe let So if his birthday was in, the, in mid-season, then he's. I don't know. I don't really know when his, his birthday is. December,
0: so, really... so he's just turned twenty-five. Yeah, so...
1: Yeah, so he would have been 23 for, for the. No, he would have been 24
0: so, at the end of the year. He would have been 23 at the start. Anyway, Raheem started on yeah. it. So maybe. Oh, I forgot about Trent.
1: Um, I mean, I, I'd I like to very much. I, I don't Madison's like him very been
0: much. great, though. Madison has been great.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, he's, if he signs, if he signs for Tottenham, then then will like him a lot more. The other player I was thinking um, about but... was Tammy Abraham. He was also he could also deserve a shout. I I I mentioned him, um, but he's Chelsea scum, so he's not allowed. If to... he
0: scores, it depends how he scores. I think I think therefore I don't know how they'll do it, but I think they'll give one award to Le- Liverpool, one award to Leicester. It's up to them how they do it, really. Know.
1: I think well, it, we, we, you you say them it, it's like the, the players are voting i don't know the, the players will probably go for liverpool liverpool sadly um but i just like to throw one little one dark horse in i mean if you think about it he isn't really a dark horse he's, he's he really should have the the uh, uh, award nailed be. down every year um, his name uh, is Jesse Lingard. Um he is <laughs> with his phenomenal record in in this calendar year. Um of zero goals and zero premises Um I thought I feel like he he's definitely got the, the 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 award nailed down especially with him being so young. I think that, yeah. Jesse Lingard is my nominee.
0: Last for. prediction and to finish off really this podcast. Manager of the season. This to me. Ooh. No, this to me isn't 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 someone you're going to dislike? I think this one's going to be not not Jurgen Klopp. It's going to be Chris Wilder from Sheffield United. Yeah. I think I'll win it. I um, know. I, I it
1: depends if Leicester not Leicester if Sheffield get uh, finish sixth, which would be a Europa League place. Um, I think it's much I more think... of an achievement.
0: Look, if if Liverpool yeah. go unbeaten, then invincible, then I think it'll be difficult not to give it to Klopp. But I think Sheffield United and what they've done is a bit more of an achievement than Liverpool winning the league, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I know, but there's always this sort of uh, top top team bias that never like the, these awards are never won by smaller teams. Um, like, I'm no, not, I not never. Like... I mean, I'm sure you can find me some example where they were, but like, there's always this bias that like big the the, the manager who wins the league wins the the manager of the season. That's just how it works. Sadly, um, the nominees, the three nominees which I could think of. Um uh was was um a bit it always all depends on where where they finish at the end of the season though. It's obviously Chris Wilder, I, I mentioned him as well. Um phenomenal uh, achievement so far at, at Sheffield. Um, Jurgen Klopperty Klopp um for his smiley hugginess at Liverpool. <laughs> um and um, also he's won a couple of games here and there. Um and also uh, Brendan Rogers, Brendan Rogers. I chucked in Brendan Rogers because of his beautiful deep voice, um and and, and also his, his brilliant showing of lots of character. Um I think that if Leicester get top four, I think uh, Rodgers is definitely in there with a shout. But again, this all depends on the season, the the, how the season finishes. Um, If Leicester get top four, I think it should be Brendan Rodgers. He's done it on a very, on a fairly limited budget, even though he did splash forty million on uh, Yuri Tielemans and like thirty mil on uh, Madison. With Madison last year, Um, Or he spent a thirty mil on Ayoze Perez. He's he's not been he's not been uh, completely skint. Um, but he's done a, a job on a limited budget. I think it's fair to say. Um, if yeah, if if Brendan if Rodgers and his beautiful accent um, win the get, get that for yeah, I think Brendan Rogers should Brendan Rogers should get it. Well, yeah.
0: fine, fair enough. If well, if you've stayed this long, you'll be lucky to hear this fact because of <laughs> the last this decade. Yes, every manager of the year. Has gone to the manager of one, the manager who has won the league, bar two. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Within quiz the man.
0: last f- five years have all been given to the manager that that won it, being Pep Guardiola twice, Conte, Ranieri, Mourinho. The two managers that haven't that, that have won manager of the year without winning the league. If you can guess who they are. I will be shocked but have a, I want you to have an attempt
1: wait can, can, can you tell me the years or not or is that, is that too much
0: just just try and guess in the past wait, decade so over the
1: past 10 years past decade okay um, you've mentioned I mean I don't know Who, who's been good that's not been I think there's going to be lots of silence this is one of the most amazing
0: here, but, stats I'm ever going to find at
1: so, I mean, is, is it Arsene Wenger or anything nope I, I the would, two I managers. Be quite strange. Okay, I,
0: if you're gonna have a, are you gonna have a guess?
1: No, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to be like completely off. I can't. I can't think of anyone who it would be.
0: The two managers is in 2011-12, Alan Pardew with Newcastle United. Pardew,
1: not Pardrew.
0: Pard Pardew.
1: Right.
0: In 2013-14, wow. Tony Pulis with Crystal <laughs> Palace. The only <laughs> two managers to win Manager of the Year <laughs> without winning the league in the past decade are Tony Pulis and Alan Pardew. What <laughs> happened in 2014 with Tony Pulis?
1: What the hell? 2013-14. Why didn't I notice that? Crystal
0: Palace finished <laughs> in. I'll just check.
1: Eleventh. Tw- Term roll, please. Eleventh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who voted? Who voted for them? The, the voting was hacked. It was, it was there was some sort of dodgy, dodgy voting thing that went on here.
0: I feel what, like what they what managed to. Here? I feel like they managed are sure to. Facts are legit? I'm using Wikipedia, so. No. Yeah. I'm just shocked that the two managers are Tony Pulis and Pard Pardu,
1: Pard whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious. I have no idea why. Let's, find, this. Let's Al- find out why. Alex Ferguson, by the way.
0: Me. Alex Ferguson, by the way, being the other manager who has who won the league twice, who who won the manager of the year. But I think that's pretty, pretty interesting stat and a good way to go. Um, but uh, shout out to Pulis and Padru. Um, it's been a great podcast. Oh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please like, share, um, spread that fact around. I think I think that fact deserves some deserves some credit. Um, Tell,
1: tell, tell your family, tell your dog, tell everyone. Tony Pulis (laughs) won the manager of the year in 2013 14. Come on, you Spurs! Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.